And it's like, he went to this place and then he didn't go to this place. And then he did go to this place. And it was all in Troy in a, in a fucking matter of three miles of where oh she fucking disappeared, girls. Okay? I'm dead. I'm literally dying. T's got something right. to do with it. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, he has, like, known her for 12 or 13 years, okay? And they were, like, on and off, like, sexually, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something ain't clean, girls. <laughs> Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your body. Thou shalt kill all of your kids and a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage. And write the Bible pages and pretend like you will. A dog. Wow. Hello everyone, welcome to Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn, I'm the brunette. We got Katie, she's a redhead. Hello. And we got Carly, she's a blonde. Hey. All right, tonight we are covering the disappearance of Audrey May Heron. This case, you know, we might as well just be talking about Suzanne Lyle again. For it's real. just one of the, one of those one of those great mysteries of our time. So we're talking about Audrey May Heron. Uh, she was 31 years old. She was a nurse. She lived in a tiny little town called Freehold, New York, which is in Columbia County, which is south of the Capital District, south of Albany, probably, probably about an hour. Um, and she worked in the town of Catskill. So she was in the Catskill Mountains. Audrey was last seen driving westbound on Route 32 in Catskill at approximately 11 p.m. on August 29, 2002. Audrey, like I said, she was a nurse and she just left her job at Columbia Green Long-Term Health Facility. And she was working three to 11s, which is a common, common shift for nurses. The drive mm -hmm. home was approximately 12 to 15 miles, depending on the route you take. We're gonna get into that. And on that night, there was uh, fog and rain in the area, so it's possible she could have taken a shortcut. She was supposed to arrive home at 11.30, and she has not been seen since. In addition to her disappearing, her 1994 Jeep Grand Cherokee has never been located. Audrey's husband, Jeff, reported her missing at 9 a.m. the morning after she was supposed to be home, and she left behind three children, her oldest, who was 10 years old at the time, her name is Sancia, and she was her firstborn from a previous marriage. And then she had two other children, Katie, who was four, and Quinn, who was one. And they were um, the two children that she had with Jeff. So Sancia from the first marriage, and uh, Katie and Quinn from the second. But all the children lived together, everyone lived in the same house. Um, this case is, incredibly haunting. I don't know if it's because I just finished I'll Be Gone in the Dark, oh. but the, it, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like the haunting mystery of it. I, yeah. I don't understand how somebody can go to work and drive home from work and never be seen again. I don't, mm -hmm. I just, I, I it it's really, horrible. really bothers me. Definitely. <clears throat> and the car. 
the car. It's not yeah, right. The the car. It's just it's unbelievable. It's not and, right. And much like we're seeing with a lot of these open investigations, um, it's very difficult to pin down the exact facts of the case. This is like a Delphi murders situation. We have some information, and the other information is just not released to the public because it's an open case. Um, so for this episode, I relied solely on newspaper articles, um, television interviews. Uh, interviews with Audrey's friends and family, Reddit, of course, web sleuths, and the Internet Archive, which I found some very interesting stuff on from 2002. Um, so Reddit, is, Reddit is so great. Come on. Love it. Love. Oh, my God. I, I cannot get over some of the stuff that people post on Reddit also, by the way. <laughs> Just can, like, I, can I make a confession? Yes. I've never, I've never been on Reddit. Harley. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Shane got me onto it. Shane got I me hooked. Shane got me hooked, that. dude. Yeah. He's obsessed. <laughs> it is such a good way to get information from okay. other like it's such a good way to crowdsource information. For sure. Definitely. Like people go really deep into like conspiracies and stuff and they'll just go on and on. And it's really not it, like some of it's really nuts. But um but for a case like this, somebody has right. been missing without a trace for 18 years. I mean, it, people have all sorts of theories that, that we will definitely get into. Um, Check it out. So you got to, got to. Um, there are so many strange things about this case. I have heard tons of skepticism and tons of support for Audrey's husband, Jeff. Most of the skepticism comes from Audrey's family and friends specifically. And then the support comes from all three of the children who fully believe in his innocence. And the public seems to believe in his innocence. This isn't a, um, this isn't a, you know, Scott Peterson situation where the public has already decided that he's guilty or a Casey Anthony situation, that the public, for the most part, believes he had nothing to do with it. Um, and while I agree that the media tends to look critically on the husband, because most of the time they did it, the police have said that Jeff has been completely uncooperative throughout the course of the investigation, but Jeff himself denies that. So you just kind of have to decide for yourself. He's never been named a person of interest, but he's never not been named a person of interest. Right. 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 So you just have to decide for yourself. Um, didn't he start taking a um, polygraph? Oh my God, we're gonna, we are totally gonna get into this because, because again, this is another uh, whole layer of this, of the he said, she said of this. Um, so he, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to get into it. There's also a theory about the Russian mob, which, uh, is just incredible. And we will definitely get into that. Um, it's got to do with Jeff's father having ownership of a local golf course and they allegedly have mob ties, but we're going to get into all of that. But the first thing I want to do is just establish a timeline of the night of August 29th, 2002. It was a Thursday. It was the Thursday before Labor Day. Um, so here's the timeline as I understand it in the facts of the case. 
Audrey was working her usual 3 to 11 shift at Columbia Green Long-Term Health Facility. At 9.30, Audrey called Jeff from work and told him that she had received a long-awaited promotion and she was very excited. I don't know mm. if I don't know if that comes from Jeff directly, mm. but it must. Right. Like who else would have heard the conversation? Exactly. So I yeah, it must come from him. Um, but again, Jeff has not and will not speak to the media. So I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so Audrey's shift, like we said, was over at 11 p.m. Like a smart lady, she walked to her car with a group of coworkers. So there's no, did she or didn't she get grabbed in the parking lot? She walked with her fellow coworkers to her vehicle, and they saw her get into the vehicle and start driving. Right. So we know that she left that parking lot. Right. Um, there's a grainy surveillance video from 2002 from a Cumberland Farms and that captures Audrey's vehicle taking a left onto route 23 to go home. So there's been no information reported about the timestamp of that video but that comes directly from New York State Police who consider it evidence. So it's got to match up with when she left work. Right. Um, so what I want to do now is pull up this drive. Like I said, Freehold is a tiny, tiny, tiny little town. Tiny. Um, it's, it's a speck on the map, really. Can you girls see this map? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is uh, where she was working. This is uh, Green Meadows Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. That's what it's called now. But at the time, it was Columbia Green Long-Term Health Facility. Right. Um, you can see that there's a couple alternative routes. And like I said, this address, this ending address, that's not her house. I just did the town of Freehold, but oh. it's very, very small. Very small. So we have a roundabout idea of the direction that she was headed whether she's a little bit north or south or east or west of this point is up for debate. But she's coming from here. That's where she's going to end up. So she leaves. And as you can see from this map, there's the Cumberland Farms. So and that's where she took the left. That's where she took the left. So she doesn't get very far at all when they catch her. Um, on this camera in 2002. Right. So my understanding of this Route 23B, this big road that you can see here that leads all the way back to Freehold, it's kind of like a Route 9 mm -hmm. that we would understand. Like it's a county route. It's not 87. You can see 87 over here. It's mm -hmm. not an interstate, but it's a busy road. Like it's not, it, this may be a rural area, but you can see, I even did a little bit of Google Earth searching and you can see that there are quite a bit of businesses on this road. It's not like, it's not like there would be nothing around. Right. Like a no man's land, right? Exactly. It's, it's a very, it's clearly a very More rural area. traveled route. I have a hard time believing she would go up here. I think that seems turning your drive from 17 minutes into 30 minutes seems, yeah. 
I don't know why you would. Um, and then this is a, a 23 minute drive, but we know, right? We know that she made this left and came up here. Could she have gone up at the fork in the road? Maybe, possibly. But it, that's, that's just one of those things that's very hard to tell. I feel like yeah, there's no, I don't know what would be the reason for taking this little loop here. Oh, right. I have I no mean, idea. Straightforward. Why would you just go that way? That way exactly. And it makes the trip a little bit longer. So I really wanted to pull this map up because that's all we have. That's the end of the timeline for her on that yeah. night. Yep. And so we can always pull this back up at any time, but um, you know, a lot of theories around this case really focus on the close proximity of the Catskill Mountains, the Hudson River, the various lakes, falls, ponds, creeks in this area. You know, I used to work in Hudson over here and I can attest it is very rural, um, but it's not like there's nothing out there. It's not rural like, you know, no. cornfields. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, when people say that, I think, well, I, I, I don't know. I, there's gas stations and restaurants and auto dealerships. And I feel like this is, this route 23 is the county route. It's like route nine is to us. It's, yeah. it's, it has businesses on it. It's well lit, this, that, and the other. Um, so uh, I will stop my share, but I feel like that map is really important because it just provides a little bit of context to say, the drive, it was substantial. Um, it, it was a decent drive home. I mean, 17 minutes, that's, that's a decent drive home, but it's not, uh, it's pretty much a straight shot. Right. And, and it, it obviously gives you insight too, that if something did, that it is a rural enough area that if something were to have happened to her on her trip from like from work to the play, to home, that there, there must, there would have been some sort of witness or somebody that would have seen some occurrence, a flat tire, uh, pulled over on the side of the road. You know, I don't know. If you are listening to this podcast and you have ever spent any time in that area, please let us know because I feel the exact same way. There's absolutely no way that somebody didn't see what happened. There's no way. I say one. Uh, COVID is over. We just take a drive. And we'll yes. yes, let's do it. Because not only did she go missing, they never found her car. So, like it would be different. I know. She was at the Cumberland Farm or something, and then I know the it's car not right. Is when we when we start getting into the theories, we get we have just a little bit more background to go through. But when we start getting into the theories of this case, the car is the linchpin. It, it is. Yeah. You can't, you can't convince me that I can't. Yeah. The car. Yeah. 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 She's with the car. The car is with her. Like uh, it's just, yeah, there's just no way. Um, so right. the, the next confirmed event that we know, uh, comes the following morning when Jeff phones Audrey's mother at 6am asking her if she has seen Audrey and her mother, Shirley is a pretty amazing woman. Um, she or has organized benefits, all sorts of searches, funds in Audrey's name. They do a motorcycle ride, the ride for Audrey every year. Her mother, um, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. They were very, very close. And at this time, when she hears this, she's not entirely concerned 
at this point um, because it might just be, you know, mix up in communication. Audrey did have a phone, which we will get into, but uh, it's not the, you know, for all of you uh, Generation Z out there, we, we didn't have this on no. your person at all times. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't exonerate yourself from a murder charge because you have your Fitbit on. You know what I mean? So like it just, we didn't have that yet. We weren't tracked everywhere we went. So she just thought maybe it's just miscommunication. Audrey went out, husband didn't know, maybe he was still asleep and, or maybe she switched shifts and she worked 11 to seven instead of three to 11. You know, it's just, I don't know. Nurses get asked to stay and work overtime constantly. So it's not that weird for her not to be, for, for her not to be home. It's weird for her not to tell Jeff because her mother knows that Jeff, nobody calls him controlling, but her friends, her family, uh, everyone who knew the couple, Audrey had to check in with him pretty regularly. So when she went out with her friends, she would have to call him and say when she would be home. And one of her close friends said, you know, if she was supposed to be home at 10, at 10.05, he would be calling my house. Like, where is she? Did she not leave yet? So they were very, it's, it, it doesn't really point to anything, but that was a tenet of their relationship. That if she wasn't somewhere at the time she said she would be, he, he would be calling people, which makes it kind of interesting that she didn't come home the night before. And then it's not till the morning that he's making phone calls. Right. So, but anyway, her mother doesn't really think too much of it at the time, but as the hours pass by, she starts to panic. Um, a good friend of Audrey's named Karina recalled getting a voice message from Jeff at 1.30 in the afternoon that day. Now it's the Friday before Labor Day. So her friend was shopping at Crossgates for school clothes for her kids. And she gets this message and she's like, what? You know, what, what do you mean? She's, oh, maybe she's, she's at work or she, you know, she's doing something. They, they just, it, it was unfathomable for her to be gone like that. So she left the mall and drove back to Columbia County, called her mother and had her mother come to the house and watch her kids and her and like five of Audrey's friends went and retraced her steps. They drove to the, um, to the long-term care facility they made the drive home that she would have made. They pulled over. They walked wooded areas. They yeah, this is car. us. This exactly. is us. This yeah. is what we would be doing. Exactly. 100% what we would be doing. Because at this time, they thought she got into an accident. Mm -hmm. She, she right. went off the road. <clears throat> She's probably hurt. They, everybody thought she would be found and she would be alive. It's, it, it was probably just classic went off the road and that was going to be it. Jeff did not participate in the searches. And this is a major sticking point for me and we will definitely come back to it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't no, understand that. You can get into it, but there, to me, there's no reason why. You would. There's no reason. I, no, uh, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, so obviously they don't find anything and she is reported as a missing person. And uh, the Sheriff's Department, I believe the Columbia County Sheriff's Department turns this right over to the New York State Police and the investigation starts. 
And what they do is they do a 10 mile radius around her workplace. They knock on doors, they go through wooded areas, they talk to every, I mean, every house in the area, every apartment, like they, they um, still to this day talk about this search and how they went through every, like fine tooth comb through the entire vicinity of the last place that she was seen. Mm. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, and much like Suzanne Lyle, no physical evidence whatsoever, no known suspects. Um, Jeff was questioned. He was uncooperative. And again, I say this reminds me of Suzanne Lyle because her boyfriend got an attorney and would not take a polygraph. Right. Jeff was questioned, was uncooperative. I don't see any mention of him getting an attorney. But a friend of Audrey's asserts that she spoke to a detective who told her that he consented to a polygraph exam and he was pulled out of the polygraph exam by his father. So if that's true, that means one thing. If it's not, again, it's we don't we don't have the full story. We're not going to until we find out what happened. Right. So, um, obviously over the years, her friends and family really try to keep this alive. Like I said, her mother, her mother, um, I watched an interview with her talking about Ariel Castro and all of the women who were kept, um, in his home and eventually liberated. And she, like, she hopes for that. That's her best case scenario is that somebody um, took her and has her. That's like, that's like the, the hope that her mother has, you know, that someday she'll come walking out and be, you know, and, and, and have been alive this whole time. Um, you know, it's just, it's so, so horribly sad. So there's a little detail here that I haven't brought up till now because um, I think it intimately ties into what happened. Um, her oldest daughter, Sancia, from her first marriage, first of all, to be clear, that divorce, that first divorce was totally amicable. Both sides agreed that they wanted to divorce. They split custody right down the middle. They shared holidays. They switched off weekends. They were here for that kid. They were very good parents to her. Um, so she was with Audrey and Jeff and Katie and Quinn half the time and with her biological father the other half. The day that Audrey went missing was the day that Sancia was coming home from a trip to Florida. She went with her grandmother and, you know, any of us who grew up in New York State know that you drive to Florida once a year. And that's exactly what, I mean, we used to pile into the back of a, like a wood paneled van that my family had and drive to Florida and then drive back, you know, and it's, it was miserable, um, but you got to go to Florida. So she went with her grandmother and basically did the same thing. They did an RV trip. They parked the RV down in a trailer park in Florida and they stayed for a month. They went to an amusement park. She got to go to the beach. Like it was a great trip for this 10 year old. The day that she comes home is the day that her mother goes missing. So I don't really believe in coincidences. 
Exactly. So that seems significant to me. And when the kid comes home, her grandmother says, talk to your mom. Something came up and she's actually not going to pick you up today. She's going to pick you up tomorrow morning after her doctor's appointment. So tomorrow morning comes and goes and the kid's like, where is my mom? And the grandmother has to sit her down and say, we can't find her. And the kid, um, I mean the kid, she's in her late twenties now, but she, um, she distinctly remembers being sat down, being told that her mother was missing. And she says, that is the day that my childhood ended. That's the, that was the end. I was an adult from that point on. Um, so I'm thinking about this and I'm kind of rolling it around in my mind because she repeatedly says, Sancia repeatedly says, I talked to my mom every day while I was in Florida. And apparently Audrey was like, I never want you to do this again. <laughs> I don't ever want you to go away for a month again. You know, she, she missed her terribly and they were very, very close. So for her to put that off until the next day, for her to put off getting the kid until the next day after the doctor's appointment, it seems like the doctor's appointment had to be pretty important, but what could that be to a 31 year old? Like I know, right? I'm 33. Mm -hmm. If I have a doctor's appointment and it directly conflicts with something I'm doing, I will cancel the appointment because it's not, you know, most of the time it's a checkup or a, you know, you know what I mean? She didn't, Audrey didn't have any known health problems. Or she could have just brought her kid. Like I would just bring mine if it was just like a checkup or whatever. I, would just bring I don't kid. know. Or she, or she didn't even have a doctor's appointment at all. Well, no, I think or, I heard that the, that the doctor had said, or someone had said she missed her appointment. Like the doctor called looking for her or something. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, so they were, so she did actually have the appointment scheduled. She had an appointment. She definitely had an appointment. I could not find out what kind of appointment. Right, no. I but I could find that she def, they confirmed that she had the appointment. Yeah, okay. So, and this is not fact. This is just totally my own reasoning, having been completely ruined by true crime and become way too bitter <laughs> to ever believe in coincidences anymore. Um, I got to wondering if she was pregnant. Yep. I was thinking the same exact thing. Don't you think? What else could be so important on that morning than, than picking up your kid who you haven't seen in a month who you're super close with? Because I haven't seen her for a month. Like, yeah. Her first kid, you know what I mean? Like, of course, she'll the other two just as much, but it's like her oldest child. You know what I mean? Like, she hasn't seen her for a month. Like, if I hadn't seen my kid for a month, like, I would, I don't care what appointment it is, I'm going to go get him. And I think very much she was that way as well. You yeah. know, I, I, she's described as a doting mom. And that's right. also something I want to bring up and want to ask you specifically, Carly, being that you have multiple children. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever, for any reason, not come home to them of your own will? 
Nope. No matter what is going on in my life, it's not. And you could, there's not gonna, there could not be one single solitary thing ever that I would not come home to them or go get them from. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think we all can agree that she didn't just leave. No way. No, I don't believe that for a second. No. Because that's a big one. That's a, that is a big one out there in the theory universe that we're going to get into now. People, a lot of people believe she just left. But why? Like, it didn't seem like there was anything really terrible going on in her life. Like, I know that they said maybe they, you know, her and Jeff were having issues. Yeah. But you leave your kids, Sancia or the other kids. Yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't see it. Mm-mm. I just don't see it. What do you think, Katie? I just, I just never trust the husband. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to. Same. It's, it's, they don't make it easy. Like it, it is hard. It's hard to. Why didn't he go searching for her? If he was that controlling about her going out for girls night and calling five minutes after she's supposed to have been home. He waits how many hours to call her own mother and then the next day for the friend? Like, how do you sleep? Like, how do you sleep at night? Like, I said to Sam, I'm like, what if I was coming home from work at 11 o'clock and I just didn't come home? You wouldn't call my parents? You would, like, you wouldn't call my job? You wouldn't call, like... Anybody? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like he calls her mom at 6 a.m. the next day. Now, I know everybody, who knows? Who knows uh, Who knows why you would wait to call or why you, we don't, you never really know what is going on on the inside of a marriage. So maybe they were arguing. Maybe that, I mean, we don't, we, again, he won't talk about it. So right. we are left to speculate. But he also didn't go search for her either. That right. is the why not. That's the that is the biggest sticking point for me. How do you it's tell like, your children you're not going to go search for their mother? I mean, like, and how do you how how do you um, just accept that she's gone? Right. Like, if it's as insane to all of us. And we don't even know her. You, like, how do you just, how do you make the jump that, like, she's, she's gone, so why would I look for her? Or, like, and, and I said, I'm like, you know, I understand not wanting to talk to the media more, because most of the time, everyone's like, oh, it's the husband. I mean, it's, that's a foregone conclusion for a lot of people. I understand not wanting to get wrapped up in that and also not wanting to do the Scott Peterson of holding up the missing sign of your wife that you killed and say, sure, you know, like you, you, I understand not wanting to put yourself out there for that, but I cannot understand not looking. Right. Like, no, I mean, at least, you know, regardless of whether he had something to do with it or not, you would, you would, you would search if you were truly, you know, wanting to find yourself. <clears throat> and it's interesting too, exactly with the whole 
subject of not looking. Like, it's also, it's the same that you mentioned Suzanne Lyle. Like, why is, why was the boyfriend so sketch? Why do you refuse to talk to the authorities? Why are you refusing to cooperate? It's because not, like, you don't, you can be in a tiff or be having disagreements or whatever. You're still going to want to get all of the information out as much as you possibly can and be as cooperative as you can to help in whatever way to try to find this person. It just blows my mind. And I'm sorry, like, if you're not, like, if you're not advocately, like, out there, I just feel like it's just not, it's just really ingenuine. Like. And alternatively, yeah. even if you are, like, say he's guilty, wouldn't he go search to try to, like, put off the, like, the, you know, the heat? Right, like, it? to make the image, right. Like to I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out not looking. And I do see the, I also do see like the other point where you're coming from too, in that like some people are just different and like some people really are, they like, they, they, they adjust to things differently. They adapt to things differently. They evolve to things differently. People handle tragedy in different ways and fear in different ways. So I do understand how like there is some room for these people when thing, when somebody turns up missing for someone to be like weird, like it's, that's, that makes sense. I mean, look at, um, freaking JonBenet Ramsey's parents, like how mm -hmm. fucking weird they were. Like they were fucking weird, you know? So like, I just feel like there is some room for that, but it's just like, it's. Let's see, Quinny, but here's the thing. Okay. So like say like me and Michael, okay, like we're very different in a lot of this, in a lot of ways, and we will handle situations <laughs> totally differently. Okay, let's you know. Like I'll go over here and he'll go over here, or he would do A B C and I'll do A F Z, like whatever. But we would still, regardless of how like if I was more stressed or like he would be less stressed or he's better under pressure and I'm not or whatever, we'd be out there. We'd still eventually be following the same sort of path. Even if the steps are different to get there or we act a little bit differently, we're still gonna end up doing the same in the same trajectory of right. trying to find the other person. You know what I mean? So that's where that kind of falls apart for me. Yeah. 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 You can be a a staunch liberal and a staunch Republican, and you can, you can have completely separate views, and if one of you fucking goes missing, you will look for the other one, regardless of how you handle shit. Exactly. I, like, I, I can't with not looking. I cannot figure it out. What's no. the angle on that? What is no. the, what is that? All of her friends are out there fucking looking for her. Raising what money. the hell are you doing? Yeah. Put your dick diaper on. And like, and I'm, and you know, again, I'm super bitter because of true crime, but innocent people do dumb shit. They talk to the media, they talk to the cops, right. they take the exactly. polygraph, they mm -hmm. do stupid shit like that because they have nothing to hide. Exactly. And it, 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 it helps, um, 
it's just he's not doing himself any favors. No, you know, it's really and the cops isn't. the cops have not called him a suspect or a person of interest, but they also have not cleared him because he is not Which is the same as Suzanne too, right? Yes. Exactly the same thing. He's like they've never officially named him one, but he's never been eliminated. And it's like as time goes by, they become more and more closer to a freaking sub suspect mm -hmm. oh my god so the last little kicker of this case is that on in early 2018 the new york state police released that they have searched a property that is right outside of the nursing home where she worked the property belonged to a sex offender who had recently been paroled they searched his property, they searched his pond, they searched, uh, you know, everything, everything in his possession. Also, I was like, oh my God, I don't own any property and the sex offender owns property. It made me feel really bad about myself. I was like, how do you have a pond and stuff? Like, uh, anyway. Where, how close to the, how close. close to the job was it? Close. Very, very close. They had, they did not disclose the, like the, the exact physical location. But her but friends saw her leave though, right? Her friends saw her leave, yeah. Leave the leave her job officially. Mm -hmm. Yes. Taking a left at the Cumberland. And the camera right. the cameras got her car leaving. Yeah. Right. So um they searched this property and come up with absolutely nothing. It's a completely fruitless search. They found nothing. I mean, I don't know why they would. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I don't know. That's weird to me. So that was two years ago. And things have gone very, very quiet from investigators. Um, they yeah. maintain that they're working the case. We're going to see the, the newspapers and, and local upstate New York and, and national media outlets are going to report on this case at the end of this month because it's going to be 18 years since she's gone missing. Uh -huh. mm. But um, but the case has slowed significantly, and they're not they're really not given too much up because it's an open and open case investigation. Yeah. 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 So again, we are left to speculate. So let's now that we've ruled out that she's left on her own. None of us believe that. No. Let's move on to another popular theory, which is a hit and run. She's in the car, she's driving home, she's hit by a drunk driver or a person who shouldn't be behind the wheel, maybe somebody who's on parole or somebody who shouldn't have been driving and she's hit and someone covers up the crime seems i mean it is it's basically labor day weekend so it seems plausible but where did the car go exactly and if it were a hit and run say like someone drinking and driving they would definitely not have the wherewithal to do anything about it afterward they would just leave the scene yeah, right they like wouldn't have were... time to clean yeah they would yeah and so there would be evidence of an accident yeah yeah and if you like if you can't drive your car down the road you can't <laughs> get rid of another car and a body. Exactly. Right. I think. Like, <laughs> no trade. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let's rule that one out. Yeah. Not a hit and run. Yeah, she didn't leave on her own. And not a hit and run. 
Next popular theory we have is a stranger abduction. So could she have been taken by a total stranger, Suzanne Lyle style, possibly taken by someone she did not know. With a sexual, car as well. A, like a, a sexual deviant predator of some kind. There's a couple things about this that, um, that I'm not so sure about. Her daughter says that she was told, and she doesn't, she really doesn't have any way to corroborate this, just it's something that she remembers. Her mom had a bag of clothes in the trunk of her car that was, it, they were baby clothes, and they were from her four-year-old sister, and she was giving them, they were like, you know, probably stuff that didn't fit her anymore. She was going to give them away. We don't know if she was going to give them to a specific person. We don't know if mm -hmm. she was going to donate them, but they were in the back of the Jeep. Um, some people think that maybe she saw one of those charity bins in a parking lot on the way home and pulled over and decided to just throw it in the bin while she's passing it. I mean, you, you would think she wouldn't do that at night, but she is just like, She's used to these hours and she's on her way home from work. So it might just be as, as simple as um, put the, you know, stop, run an errand on your way home. So some people point to that as a reason for her to stop and get out of the car. Other people point to uh, perhaps someone feigning distress. So somebody on the side of the road, help me, help me. You know, I mean, how many, how many 48 hours, datelines, um, unsolved mysteries, like from the 90s, do you see where women are flagged down and told to stop and then they get out of their car and that's it. Um, yep. So the, the stranger abduction theory is another theory, but again, where is the car? Like for me, I don't know what it is, but like I cannot get that out of my mind. Like, I know people do it, and I know it happens, but, like, how do you get rid of a huge vehicle? With no they car? need to check They, they need to check the fucking no junkyard. Sense. They need to check a fucking nearby junkyard. It makes no sense. I, I just don't believe if, if, if they are on the side of the road with their vehicle saying, help, help, I broke down, where is that vehicle now? Right. And where is her Jeep? Right. Like, and where is any of the evidence along the side of her route? And oh. that, and that shit is like, listen, if somebody is, I'm, I am just, I just, <laughs> I cannot believe that some <clears throat> other car did not see someone broke down right. on the side of the road no. that night. No, no fucking some, way. No, or some witness or some person that said, I saw the black Jeep, wherever, whatever, exactly. Right. Like, there's just no way. So, probably not a stranger abduction. Also, I'm apologizing because I've just been eating nerds. It's fine. Like the buddy. whole, the whole time. That's all right. Okay. This is stressful. So, yeah, this is it a really stressful is. case. So I've been, stress, okay. I've been stress eating nerds. So okay, not okay. She didn't. She didn't leave on her own. It wasn't a hit and run. It probably wasn't a stranger abduction. Right. No. I don't think next, so. 
next theory, let's get into the Russian mob a little bit, and then we'll get towards a couple more theories that are a little bit more plausible. So Jeff's father owned the Thunderheart golf course at Sunny Hill. Their property was actually right on the edge of the Thunderheart golf course. Audrey used to work there as a waitress, and that's where she met Jeff before she became a nurse. So Jeff's family owns that. Now, this is where the Internet Archive comes in handy with the Way Way Back machine, because I searched the Internet Archive for this golf course and found that it was sold in 2007 to a man named Eric Nicholson. And he is like a corporate golf course executive. So it kind of reminds me of like how the Hyatt hotels are all owned by Regency. It's like this golf course is now owned by a corporate entity. Sure. Yeah. So it was sold in 2007 from the Heron family. So I found the Thunderheart website from 2006 where Ron Heron, who is Jeff's dad, is listed as the general manager and Jeff is listed as the superintendent. Now, at a first glance, I feel like that looks weird because Ron is the owner of the golf course and he seems to have a less impressive title than his son. Hmm. But Jeff is five years older than Audrey, so he's 36. He probably hasn't amassed the type of wealth that Ron has at this point. Right. And I think it's possible. It's weird, but I think it's possible that maybe he had that title in his name to kind of make himself more impressive and maybe more attractive in future jobs, or maybe this wasn't going to be his job forever. You know, if, if Jeff's 36, I got to say Ron has got to be in his fifties. He's, he's got to be over 50. So maybe Ron's retired and he just really likes working at the golf course and he works as a general manager or, you know, you know, it doesn't, um, I was surprised to see the son at a higher level than the father when it's the father who owns the golf course. But, um, but who knows, right? it, It could be, could be anything. So they sold in 2007. I don't know how long they owned the golf course before 2007. They, they definitely owned it in 2002 when Audrey went missing, but I don't know how long it was in the family or anything like that. I have no idea. I couldn't find any information on that. It's hard enough to find their old golf course website with their staff on it. Um, so I don't know, but rumor has it, um, that the golf course was being used to launder money. There is a silent partner, um, that is believed to be Russian. He lives in the area. He is well, he's a known entity in the area. I, I, I guess I could have found his name, but I'm really, (laughs) I'm really not trying to talk about somebody who could have mob connections on this podcast. I ain't scared. So, so, uh, but, but it has been said that there was a silent partner and the, golf course was using um they were using their their business to launder money for the mob 
some people believe that Audrey saw some things that she shouldn't have seen and that she was taken care of because of it. Hmm. This is the, this is now, the, this could be, this one seems the most feasible of all of them, quite frankly, to me, because those are some motherfuckers that can make that fucking Jeep disappear, bitches. That's what okay? I think the same exact thing. Like, so far, this is the most plausible. They have the resources yep. to yes. get rid of this Jeep. They definitely do. But yes. the selling of the golf course in 2007 makes me discount mob involvement because mm -hmm. if you're washing money for the mafia i don't think you get to be like okay i'm good i'm done now i think we're gonna <laughs> yeah. sell and you know like i feel like it would still have to be going on also to me even though it is the most plausible so far the fact that she goes missing the day that her daughter comes home that's still so it's too it's too coincidental for the mob to be it yeah who the fuck yeah for real who's why they why somebody trying to keep them a, apart no. no yeah okay it's not the mob so she didn't leave wasn't a hidden run wasn't a stranger abduction <laughs> wasn't the mob <laughs> now we're actually going to get into a couple more plausible it's theories crazy that I think are probably the best options, even though none of them are perfect. Audrey had said to some of her friends and to her mother that there was a guy at work who liked her. He was into her, you know? And I mean, this happens, right? Like you're, like you're married or you're in a long-term relationship and somebody is like, well, you know, if you weren't married and you go tell your friends, like you wouldn't believe what this guy just said to me. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh my God. Um, and I know because my sister is a healthcare worker and my mother was a nurse for 40 years that people say that shit to you all the fucking time. And yeah, I am I think sure they're gonna, that- Because I think they're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, well, patients definitely say that to you. This was a guy that she worked with. And let's not forget fucking Bob Bierenbaum sexually assaulting nurses. Like it, like it happens. That shit gets thrown around in that workplace all the time. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. and so they didn't know anything about who the guy was or what position he held or anything like that. But Audrey had said, like, he likes me. Mm -hmm. And some people believe that maybe that guy worked the same shift that she did, saw her leave, followed her, and killed her. But the Jeep. Okay. Yes. Number one, the car. <laughs> the fuck is the car right number two again bitter ruined for life from true crime if it was a sexually motivated crime he would have raped her and strangled her there would be no uh disposing of the body there would be no it would not be like that it, nope. it would not be a sexually motivated crime i feel like all three of us know that Yep. You don't, um, it's not, it, I, I just feel like that would be totally out of bounds. Um, I feel like she, I feel like she would have been strangled and raped and left. And left there, exactly. Yeah. With the car, in the car, whatever. The exactly. Car 
Exactly. Right. Or the car even, you know, like burned or something on the side of the road or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just have a really hard time with that. I feel like, yeah, I just, I just feel like that's, um, I don't feel it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, like, I, I, don't no. feel, I don't feel it. I don't feel a stalker situation, sexually motivated crime. I, no. d- I don't. Is it possible? Sure. But I don't know. What do you ladies think? I agree. Like there would be no reason, like you said, like there would be a strangling. It would be, a, you know, raping, strangling, leaving the body there, there would be evidence. There, there would be evidence. Something left. They would not, like, you don't hear about them just taking everything and there's disappearance. Not a trace. That makes no sense. That's someone who wants her gone. That's not someone who wants her. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Because, right, it, it's the, when you go to that extreme, it is, it's the possession it's like the possession of them. So the idea that she just disappears, mm-hmm. uh, it just doesn't seem like it, um, it links up to me. No. So I'm throwing out sexually motivated crime. Yeah. I'm it. tossing it. And not to say, I mean, she was very beautiful and very electric by all accounts and like very much a very attractive kind of ethereal woman. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to, I mean, it's not hard for any woman to imagine no, some sort she's, of attack. Right. No, she's really beautiful too. She, she really was at, is. She was absolutely gorgeous for um, sure. So, so yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like that's not. Also, what does this all point back to? <laughs> the husband. Oh, exactly. Oh, okay. So there's that. I'm shocked. Sorry, I don't mean to scream. I really just get really excited sometimes. You're passionate, Quinn. You're passionate. Yeah, I am. What do what do all fingers point to? The husband. Go take a fucking polygraph test, okay? So we fucking tried. We tried to not get no. here. No, wait, hold on. Hold on. You're missing one possibility, Quinny. Okay. Alien abduction. <laughs> that is it. That's the answer. Took the whole car. Took Solved. The, took the whole thing. Oh my God. I'm so glad we figured it out. So let's call okay. the New York State Police. Let's get the Where's New York the State Police in here. And let's the just microphone? let them know that it was aliens. The trajectory of Freehold, New York, with all the other towns that the aliens were seen in the Unsolved Mysteries episode. And then I want a triangular thing. It's going to be an upside down pentagram. And it's going to be. I, okay, I'm so glad that you brought this up. Okay. I cannot even. I am so glad that you brought this up because. Um, oh, no. Here we go. Screen sharing again. Here we are. Here we are. All right, we're back to the map here. All right. This is where she could have been abducted. 
right? Here's, here's her job. Here's where she's going. If you really zoom out, <clears throat> that is really, really, really fucking close to a bunch of other states. Uh-huh. And it's not impossible to imagine going over state lines, confusing police forces, and and her being anywhere. Right. No, but yeah, that's a really great because, point. Quinn. Because how many of these fucking idiots, how many of these serial killers do we see that just do this just fucking go over state lines? Henry Lee Lucas, kill a woman, cross state lines, kill a woman, Ted Bundy. Lines. Get yeah. Ted Bundy. Like, it's just, um, it's really, really close to all these other places. And Carly, I'm going to tell you right now <laughs> that this is where the alien abduction was. Dude, I'm telling you, even though I'm not even on the alien train like you, that is too close to comfort for me. Don't, please don't say I'm on the alien train. <laughs> please don't even say it. It's so embarrassing. It, it is, is not embarrassing. so damn embarrassing. I feel like such a fucking nerd. I feel like you should okay, give me a swirly every single time that I say it. I feel like I love such it. a that fucking nerd. I believe that in them un- too. That Unsolved Mysteries episode was pretty, was pretty crazy though. I have to say. So it's, I mean, uh, hey, you know, you never know. Had to put it out there. But I, 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 okay, so I'm super glad that you brought this up because, so state lines, right? She could have gone anywhere. She could have been anywhere. She could, I mean, the possibilities are endless, especially in this area. We are so close to Massachusetts, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, the fucking ocean. Like we are, we, yeah, you, you, it's not, it's not difficult to imagine. So, okay. So speaking of unsolved mysteries, uh, we will definitely come back to that, but that is a true crime synchronicity, but okay, here we are back at fucking Jeff Heron. We've tried, we have tried, we've tried everything that we can to get away from this, but it cannot be denied. Nope. Okay. He is the only person left that we know of. So, something that also sticks out to me is Sancia, who was talking about the the baby clothes that were in the trunk of the car. Mm -hmm. She also said that her mom forgot her purse that night when she went to work. Weird. How did Sancia know because she wasn't there? Because the purse is at home. Okay, right. Yet again, we talked about this during Gail's episode. Women do not leave with their purse. <laughs> Forget the purse to go to work, whatever, I guess. But yes, I have done that before. I have done that before. An argument with their spouse and then leave without the purse. They're and I'm going to tell you right. Leave their life. Right. And, their and children if you do, whatever, no. Purse. And if you do forget the purse, you're gonna like have serious anxiety about it, and you're likely gonna call someone, or you're likely gonna be like, "I need you to go see if my purse is here." 
because I think I left it. I'm sorry, I would be late for work. I would just go home and get my purse and go be you, you, right. You cannot get into a fucking healthcare facility without a badge. Exactly. There's no way in hell. Nope. So, so. Or okay, but she must have had it. Well, but she must have had her badge. No purse. She must have had her badge at least. I mean, could she work? I don't. I don't necessarily believe she didn't have her whole fucking purse, and she just put it down when she fucking got home. Right. Mm. Because nobody can, no one can put her anywhere after work. So if we're considering other states and fucking outer space with aliens and fucking, and the bottom of rivers and shit, why don't we consider, did she go home? Yeah. It's true. Definitely. 100%. And, and, um, this, again, with the car, that she died in the car. Mm -hmm. She had to have died in the car. The car is with her and, and she is with the car. There's absolutely no reason. There's no reason why that vehicle would go missing if there wasn't evidence in it and it wasn't part and parcel to her death. There's no reason. Underwater somewhere. Yeah, seriously. Or completely, or completely destroyed, junked. Got crushed. But it would be way easier for the car to just roll into a body of water with her in it. Like if it was the husband, just push it in and it's gone. Not be seen again. It's much more hard. It's much more work to get it, you know, straight to the VIN number and get the plate and like get it crushed and burn it and then first of all the pieces. Like no, it's underwater. Because when when there are other people involved, people talk about it after this long people are going to fucking start talking about it yeah people who were involved so if he went somewhere and got that car crushed or what whatever the hell happened somebody is gonna fucking somebody is gonna come forward and fess up for whatever for a favor uh, in in future crime situations right. when they're locked up and they want extra privileges or leniency with parole, whatever it is, we see it all the time. If yeah. there were other people involved, we, somebody would have fucking said something. I think. And then yeah. I was thinking, what if, what if, okay, so the Hudson River, right, is not far and it's 200 feet deep. So, you know, in parts, it's 200 feet deep. Down there by Athens and Poughkeepsie and the Mid-Hudson Bridge, I would guarantee you it's at least 50 feet deep. So if you've ever taken the train down to the city or taken the Mid-Hudson Bridge over to Poughkeepsie, the, the cliff face is unbelievable. It's complete and total 90 degree drop, shale beds, straight into the water and I was thinking about it and I'm thinking yeah but if a car went into there you would hear it like you would you would and and there are ponds and there are creeks around there but but the majority of the creeks that are in that area are are shallow and I just don't feel like she's in water either I don't know I just don't think she's in water I was trying to figure out if the car if the car went in, you would hear it or somebody would hear it. 
But then I'm like, if you're down by the banks of the Hudson at 11 o'clock at night, you're probably not doing anything you want to admit to exactly. anyway. Exactly. So like, no. So of course you're not going to say, oh, I saw it mm-hmm. because I was down there, you know, meeting a sex worker or buying drugs or whatever the hell it is that you don't right. want to admit to. Or dumping a body as well. <laughs> committing a crime down there like it it, I don't know I just feel like I could see I could see um the car going over and somebody maybe seeing it or not being sure what they saw and uh and not saying it not reporting it but even the cops have said you know even law enforcement their line now is like that vehicle is either underwater or it is destroyed, crushed and destroyed. Yeah. Because it's not being driven around. It does, it's never, ever, there's never been any trace of it ever again. Hmm. So, and there's been, never been any trace of her. So. This one's a real tree stumper. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I was nervous. I was really nervous coming into this episode because I'm like, I can't solve it. Yeah. No. I don't know. It has to point to the husband in some way. Who else would want her to disappear without a trace? Who else would want it to look as if she left on her own? Who else would want her just to poof? Everyone else, like you said, like if it was like a sexual deviant or whatever, there would be something left behind. Yeah. I'm also getting this vibe of the relationship with Jeff with the older daughter because she's not his kid. So her, so her friends consistently say that he treated Sancia differently than he did his biological children. But Sancia herself refutes this entirely and says he was a great stepfather and he was always great to her. And she does not believe he had anything to do with this. None of his children do. But they were 10, four and one. Right, right. Like that, their dad's their hero, like of course. And men are very, very manipulative. They can be very manipulative people. And, and it, so, can, so can women too, don't get me wrong. Right, but if you're a young kid, you don't understand no. the ramifications of the fact that your stepfather or father is not searching for your mother, right. is not helping find her, is not cooperating. They have either no idea any of that's going on, or if they do, they're not really fully comprehending what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, um, yeah, I, I cannot get past that her kid was coming home that day. And she had that doctor's the appointment, appointment that she wanted to get to. Yep. That I, was important. I, I, um, I, again, I don't believe in coincidences. There's no reason. There is no, absolutely no reason for her on, on a three to 11 shift that she has worked how many times with kids in the house fully asleep. That there is no reason for it to be that night other than that the kid wasn't there. And there are very few people who knew that she wouldn't be there. Exactly. The timing just, there's no other explanation. No, there really isn't. Okay, so Unsolved Mysteries. Um, 
second episode of the new season with Patrice, mm -hmm. the hairdresser. Mm -hmm. She is, of course, the one who went missing directly from her job and was subsequently found. Her remains were found. Um, it's pretty contentious between her son and her, her not her son's father, but her son's technically stepfather, um, who don't really speak to each other. The, that, first of all, the series is great. Highly recommend watching it. We've said this before. But I noticed that one of Audrey's friends named Marie was like, she used to call me and leave me on my answering machine. She'd be like, woman, call me back. And that's like what she would say to her. That was always the message that she left her was, woman, call me back. Patrice used to say the exact same thing to her best friend. Woman, call me back. Leave the message for a friend. Rewatch the episode. It's in there. Wow. And both of them, unsolved disappearances, and Patrice is an unsolved murder. Confirmed unsolved murder. Do, 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 do. Last seen at their job. Both last seen at their job. Yeah. Both last seen at their job. Yes, Carly. Yes. Weird. And they think, uh, what's his name? That scum of the earth guy. <laughs> what is his name? Oh my God. He's the one who, who took the woman who was hiking with her dog in the national park. He took her, he held her in his van for two days, killed her, but he didn't kill the dog. He just let it out in the parking lot. What is his name? Oh my God. I hate him so much. Well, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but they, yeah, they believe, you know, they looked into serial killer involvement in that. And that's another thing is like, we got plenty of ladies that have gone missing in this area under mysterious circumstances, yeah. never to be seen again. Susan yes. Lyle and Heidi Allen, just to name a few. So yes. I started, I, I mean, we have had some, some, some bad, bad individuals yep. come through this area and kill a lot of women, you know, and in, in, you know, so I started to get into, you know, other women that fit her type that went missing around the same yeah. time period. But um, the, the car. car. The car. That night and the car. That's it. The uncooperative husband. No. I, I, yeah. Listen. Everybody grieves in a different way. Everybody has their own way. Everyone has their own way of dealing with things. But this is the mother of your kids. So get the fuck out there and look for her. Yep. Seriously. If you don't know where she is. Seriously. What was it? Um, the, was it the friend who said that they had set up like a fundraiser like to look for her or whatever and they had gotten donations? And that the husband had donated a thousand dollars toward it, but then she had also said that some random person had also donated a thousand dollars because, like, her mother had gone missing or her mother. Mm -hmm. So, like, if a stranger who had nothing to do with Audrey never knew her could donate a thousand dollars of her money, but her own husband, whose father was extremely wealthy, could only donate a thousand dollars. Try to help find his wife and he didn't even try to help find her 
That's great. I mean, who's the one stranger that donated a thousand dollars? That's a little weird. She's a, a Columbia County resident who her mother was murdered. Oh, okay. And she had, okay, you know, word. and I, I think Audrey's, I think they said Audrey's friends at the time were like, what? Like, is this even yeah. legit? But okay. people were like, no, 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 it's legit. She has oh. ties to this kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's another fucking strike because right. yeah, I mean, what do you, how are you not devoting the resources? And also, um, you know, there have been a, a very dedicated group of people who are trying to keep this case alive, not law enforcement included, the New York State Police. They are doing everything that they possibly can to solve this case. There's a Facebook group called Missing Mother of Three, Audrey Turk Heron. It, it, it um, contains her maiden name. They've hyphenated her maiden name um, in it, which I think is pretty telling. Uh, so she, uh, there, there's a Facebook group that like shares information about her and all of these things. And there was a, a findaudrey.org that has been closed. Oh, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, it's not, it's, Oh, I wonder who had to do with that. It's not available anymore. And, you know, I understand like once you go through something traumatic like this, you might want to pick up and leave. You might want to get your kids out of there. You might want, I mean, you might get bad. It might, yeah, but it might get bad, Vinny. Like it might get for the kids, like it might, it might get bad to see, um, to see your dad accused of killing your mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it might, it might be the children. I really feel like you might, Suffer you might it. say, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get out of here, you know, but, um, I just don't see the activism in him that the rest of her family exhibits. And also not for nothing, fucking Gail Cat's sister, Elaine, digging through the trash of her building and right. sending letters to every single right. person. Uh, and like, like you want to talk about yeah dedication and like commitment and like loyalty for sure and like and mary lyle like who goes on every podcast every interview like keeping her daughter's memory alive and just still to this day like if you know anything um i I don't know where like i don't know where that activism is none of them none of them are the husband none of them are the boyfriend it's always that is true, Carly. Yeah. Damn, that is true. All right. Yeah. And let me tell you, if something happened to Michael and it wasn't me who killed him, <laughs> I would be running through the streets but talking to everybody. Every caller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he'd be killing people. Come on. Okay, not really actually killing people, no, people, but, like, but you know, like you'd be freaking going at it. So we still don't have her. We don't know what happened to her. Her daughter, Sancia, is now 28 years old and she's a nurse. I know. I know. So cute. I can't Which is with that. just like, yeah, just, just And she really... says my mom would be so proud. She says... It's really, it's, uh, it's such a heartbreaking story. It It really really is. 
Um, so li listen, if you have any information on the disappearance of Audrey Heron, all of the information will be attached to this episode. Please reach out to the New York State Police. Please, please feel free to reach out to us on social media, on our email, whatever it is. We will get you in touch with the appropriate department or get you the information you need. Um, it's really starting to mess with me a little bit that we, Katie and I were talking about this before we started recording, like all these missing women. Girls in New in York. Area, like yeah. it, it's just, it's really starting to mess with me. And like, I, I, uh, I can't imagine her poor family and her poor children. And, you know, I, I don't, the fact that, that somebody can leave their workplace and 10 minutes later, we don't know where they are. I am terrified of that. Yeah. And we'd really hope that the family finds justice soon yes. for sure for their mother. Definitely. Any answer at all. Jeff. Cough, cough. Where there's smoke, there's fire. There's fire. There's fire. <laughs> Damn it. Also, like, I know, okay? The media makes an enemy out of you when in these situations. That's what they do. Yes, they do. But... You gotta fucking help yourself, man. You gotta you man got, up. You gotta help yourself. Like you gotta you man got, up. You just you gotta help yourself. Like just you gotta. Like Show I would love to look in a different direction. Show your kids you're doing anything. Right. To help find their mother. Yeah. Jeez. Freaking people. Aliens. Somebody aliens. prove aliens. <laughs> prove aliens. It. Prove it, damn it. I want to go on a road trip there. And I want to ride, drive the drive. I'm so to, ready. Yeah, we need to do that for sure. Yeah. Yo, I was thinking we could also do that for um, when, whenever we do get the chance to go back to Deborah Koenig or whatever. That we should go to yeah. the railroad tracks too and like see her where her whole shit went down too. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Absolutely. right in Troy. Literally right in Troy. Yeah. Definitely. We'll do yeah, it. Quinnies. Poor Audrey. Poor Audrey. Poor Audrey. Somebody out there knows. Something. Knows a thing. Absolutely. Somebody Jeff. knows. Please. <laughs> okay, Benny's. Okay, Queenies. Love you. Bye.